your Locked On Penguins, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Penguins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, welcome to this Wednesday edition of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at Penguins. So, big news, of course. We're going to start just yeah, the big news of the day. Um, very unexpected as well. I'm just going to jump right into it. Penguins have extended big, and yes, that is big, Jeff Carter. Two-year extension, about $3.1 million per. I got to say, definitely pretty surprised by it. Um, to say the least, I thought that would be the extension that they would do, you know, maybe third or fourth, just because obviously they're still Sidney Crosby, no, not Sidney Crosby, they're still getting Malkin and Crystal Tang to figure out. I don't know why I said Sid there. He still has many years left on his contract, but it makes sense in a way. Um, when I first saw it, I didn't like some of it just because the no movement clause. But then, you know, when I kind of just looked at the contract overall and what it could mean for the big picture, I started to like it a little bit more. You know, number one, it's only two more years. He has close to 30 goals um, in basically not even a year. I'm with the Penguins, remember, you know, he was acquired, what, last April, basically, from the Los Angeles Kings. So it's only been, you know, nine months, um, a little over nine months, I think, at this point. Uh, And he's, you know, he's fit in just perfectly. Um, Obviously, he is going to maybe regress a little bit. He'll be 39 by the time that contract expires. This is also probably the last contract he's going to get for his NHL career, at least in my opinion. Um, So what better way for him to just, you know, end it here, Uh, especially if he played with Philadelphia for so many years, you know, he also played with the Kings for so many years, and now he can end his career hopefully in Pittsburgh. But I also think about it like this. How many assets – did Jim Rutherford burn through to replace Nick Benino? Remember, Derek Broussard, good trade at the time, but he wasn't a good player, right? Riley Shan, that wasn't going to work either. I mean, Derek Grant, Greg McKegg was even being floated around for a little while. He even played, I think, a few games at third line center. No one that they got after Benino left did his job. He was a great defensive center. Great scoring center, especially in the playoffs. Jeff Carter is that guy times, you know, two or three. And, you know, even in the playoffs last year, Carter was pretty good. You know, he sure he didn't have the impact that Benino had in 2016. I mean, they also went on a massive cup run that year. But this is still a player that, you know, he has a lot left in the tank. Even And it's weird saying that because he's 37 years old. You should be like, oh, wait, he doesn't have a lot left. But he's been playing the best hockey we've seen him play in the last few years. You know, it's just, you know, he fits Mike Sullivan's system. He's in a role where it's easy, I think, for him to succeed. He's also around some good line mates. You can put Jason Zoker down there if you want. Danton Hine and Evan Rodriguez. He's playing with much better players this year than he did last year with Los Angeles, where, you know, it was kind of just a bunch of garbage. Obviously, the Kings, you know, went out and retooled a little bit this year. He probably would have better line mates had he stuck around. But, you know, he's in I just, I guess, a better situation here. You know, and you're seeing that pay off um, a whole lot. And, you know, overall, I think this should also send a message to the rest of the fan base that they're in it to win it, not just for this season, 
but for next year and the year after. This team is not going to blow it up and do a retool rebuild. Because I remember, you know, all those takes were being flown around. Well, you know, Ron Hextall is kind of a builder. He doesn't like to, you know, go all in with this kind of stuff. But I also think, you know, again, the signings, uh, you know, it indicates to me that they're going to try to bring back as much of, of this band together as they can. And yes, that includes Evgeny Malkin, includes Crystal Tang, probably not Kasperi Kapanen. And I, I'm sure they're going to try like hell to, uh, bring back Brian Rust. Um, I did see some takes out there, just a whole bunch of places saying that, you know, the sign doesn't make much sense. There's a good free agent class next year. I mean, I don't really care about that that much. I mean, sure, there's a good free agent class, but in my opinion, that's where I think the biggest mistakes are made. You know, you don't want to turn in, you know, Jim Benning over here and you're giving out five times six to Louis Erickson and a bunch of garbage like that. I mean, Obviously, the, there's a lot better players than Louis Erickson that are available uh, for this next offseason. But also, for people that don't understand, the Penguins, sure, they're going to have maybe some cap space next year, but they don't really go out and spend a lot of money in free agency. You know, Jim Rutherford, he did a lot of his work through trades. I mean, yes, Jack Johnson, yes, Matt Hunwick, but if you look at the team right now, Obviously, you have the core guys. Jake Ensel, he was drafted. Brian Rust, he was drafted. He's very captain. You know, he was traded for Danton Heinen. That's like a cheap little signing. Those are the kind of signings that Ron Hextall will probably make. You know, he's not going to go out, I don't think, and um, sign a big fish or anything like that. It's just that's not his MO as a general manager. So I think people that are, you know, clamoring for the Penguins to not have not done this signing and go out and replacement free agency and give another, you know, player a whole big contract, something like that. I just think that's a little, you know, short-sighted and it's just not realistic, um, at least in my opinion. So um, I don't really understand that, but you know, the cap hit, I think that's fine too. 3 million for what he's done, a third line center money, you know, he's, you're not going to be giving this guy, four four and a half million per i mean you know nick menino remember when he left in nashville he got what four million a year and the only reason the penguins couldn't do that is just because they were so far up against the cap i mean 3.1 for carter and again you know he's been better in the regular season than what nick menino was um that's just a steal um at least in my opinion so i really don't have any bad qualms with this i think it's totally fine again i know maybe it sounds weird that there's a no full no movement clause but they're just saying to him, hey, we're not going to trade you. We're not going to really ask to probably have you waive your no-move clause unless the team really stinks. So you will more than likely off, you more than likely finish your career in Pittsburgh again. This is probably his last contract. And, you know, for the next few years, they can roll Crosby, Malkin, assuming he gets signs, I'd probably say about some 95%, Carter, and Bluger. There's not many teams in the league um, that can roll, you know, four lines of just four really good centers on them. So um, I'm all for it. And again, you know, just going back to my overall point, you know, which is, you know, how this team is usually constructed, you know, like I said, you know, Gensel, Rush, I know Kapanen was traded for, Heinen, Rodriguez, he was signed, but it was, you know, a cheap little deal. Those are the kind of moves, you know, that really make your team um, a contender. You know, sure, going out and getting a big fish helps on the trade market as well. Um, that's fine. You know, if you, the, the Penguins go all in every year, so I don't really care what they trade at, at this point, just because they've already won three Stanley Cups. The team is going to stink after the all these guys retire anyway. But, you know, this is fine. For those that are worried about the Chris Letang signing or Evgeny Malkin, don't. You know, this is just the first order of business. 
you know, I don't think Ron Hextall would would have done this had he not figured out, oh, I'm also going to extend Malkin and Latang. You know, maybe it's a bit weird that he hasn't started full extensions talks with those two and that he decided to do it with Carter first. But, you know, at the end of the day, I'm okay with it. He's a good player. He's been really great this year um, overall and just, you know, his for his entire tenure here and Pittsburgh. And, you know, we just have, we can have more memes uh, for the first, for the next couple of years as well. And again, this team will be contending for the next couple of years as well. This is not going to be a major rebuild um, or anything like that, um, at least in my opinion. So that wraps up this first segment coming up in the next segment. I'm going to get to the listener takeaways um, just from this signing. I just want to hear what you all have to say, you know, just you know, see if we can get some good talking points from that. Obviously we will just because I love hearing what you all have to say. And then in the final uh, segment, we are going to get a full game preview for the game against Seattle on Thursday. And then maybe go into the game against Detroit on Friday as well. Before we do that though, it is a new year. So that means new year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include built bar in your plan. Built bar makes it easier to stick to your resolution because it tastes so good. You'll want to eat it. Unlike other protein bars, which can be chalky, or waxy, or tastes like a chemical spill. You want to eat healthy, but it just gets so boring. By like week three, you might be thinking, this is just not worth it. Where's chocolate? That's the thing, though. Built Bars are covered in 100% real chocolate. Most of them contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and 4 grams of net carbs, and there is 17 grams of protein. Here's an idea for New Year. You can go to all your secret treat stashes at home, in the pantry, in the office, in the car, wherever, throw out all the sugary or calorie-filled treats and replace them with Bilt Bars. So when you're craving a snack or treat, you can reach for something that's healthy and tastes incredible. Remember, you can go to Bilt.com, use promo code LOCK15, and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Bilt.com. Now, have you been to an art museum lately? And no, seriously, that's an actual legitimate question. Heck, there's an even better question for you. When was the last time you felt welcome in an art museum? It can really feel like as a hockey fan, you don't maybe belong in the art world, but it's really the perfect place for us when you think about it. Great hockey fans are passionate. We're all dedicated. We also know how to have a good time. Sounds like an artist, right? We just so happen to know that the Mattress Factory, Pittsburgh's own contemporary art installations museum, has partnered with the Penguins to offer an incredible ticket package for this Friday's game against the Detroit Red Wings. They do not, in fact, sell beds. They have full room installations featuring artists from all over the world, including ones from right here in Western Pennsylvania. Head over to mattress.org slash go pens to find tickets for Friday, January 28th against the Detroit Red Wings for just $65 bonus. It also includes a free entry to the museum. So you get two great nights out for the price of one. The game is expected to sell out given how soundly the Penguins are beating everyone right now. So go check it out soon. Remember, visit mattress.org slash go pens for more info. All right, so we're back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I am your host, Hunter Hodes. Remember to follow me on Twitter, at Hunter Hodes. Also follow the show's Twitter, at LO underscore Penguins. So getting to some of the listener reactions from this item, we got we got a whole lot tonight, which um, ma- makes me very happy um, when, when I tweet these out. So starting us off, Jackson Hollister, this makes me a little bit worried. I like the deal of when they protect um, Big Jeff Carter from the expansion. They knew they would be without Malkin for the beginning of the season. Are they signing Carter because they don't think they will be able to? Do, do, are they signing Carter because they don't think they'll be able to sign Malkin? I don't think so, Jackson. Um, they, I know they've always seen Gino as just one of the cornerstones of this franchise. You know, 
I think, again, as I said in the first segment, it's kind of the opposite. You know, I think this signing indicates that they're going to go all in next year and do whatever it takes to continue to win in the Sid and Chino era. And, you know, we all saw what Gino said at his press conference. He doesn't really give a crap about money at this point. He even called himself rich, which he absolutely is. He has more money than I'll ever make in my life. And I'm sure um, anyone that's listening to this podcast, or for most people, honestly, in the world as well. But I don't think, you know, again, money is not really going to be the issue for him. It's just going to be how many years on his contract does he want? Does he want three? Does he want four or five? This will be the contract that finishes his career in Pittsburgh before he goes back to Russia, maybe plays a year in the KHL, and then officially retires Maki. So honestly, Jackson, again, I feel like it's the opposite. They'll be able to sign him. They will have the cap space. I know Jason Zucker, I think, has um, a year left on his contract after this year, but I'm sure potentially someone would take him in the offseason and help the Penguins unload that cap hit. Um, Kisbury Kapanen's, his contract is up. Brian Rusper, as much as I love Brian, and he's just been so great since being called up in 2015-16, I, I would not be the team that would pay him um, five years times $6 million. Um, He's 30 years old. You know, those kind of players, they, they fall off a little quicker than some others. Um, I just, I, I'm not, I would not be a big fan of that, um, at least in my opinion. So to answer your question again, Jackson, um, I, 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 I disagree a bit. I think it's, I, I think it can only it can only help for Malkin's extensions. Ox. Um, Tom says, you know, it's a good move. We can keep our center depth for the next couple of years. We do need to look at moving some cap space. Zucker would be good cap to have back. Matheson is playing well too well to justify a move at this stage, but might need ne- might need to net a good return in the offseason with his current play. Yeah, I, I do agree, Tom, with the Zucker statement. If he comes back and he struggles again after his hernia. I have to think Ron will definitely shop him over the offseason. And, you know, this is a player that, you know, he's been a 20-goal scorer multiple times in his NHL career. There will be teams that will be lining up to to trade for him. This is not going to be a Jack Johnson situation. Now, will the Penguins maybe have to eat money? Sure. I mean, $5.5 that's a steep price for how he's played for the last year, year and a half. But I still think the Penguins will be able to get some cap room from that. I agree with your take on Matheson. I think right now um, he's outplaying a trade. I don't think they're really going to cut him loose just yet, though they need to figure out what's the plan with POJ, right? Is he going to stay in Wilkes-Barre his whole career? When is he going to be called up? You know, is he NHL ready? I mean, by all indications, he's basically ready, if not a little below that so that's going to be an interesting conversation for the offseason. Maybe they would move Pedersen, but I mean, if I had to pick, I'd move Matheson, even though he's having probably the best season of his career career right now. He has five game winning goals this year for the Penguins, which is just ridiculous. Um, and as you say, Tom, yeah, this means no rebuild anytime soon. Yeah, they are extending the win now window for the next couple of years. Ron has seen enough, I think. The team has won 17 of their last 19 games. That's one of the best stretches league wide. This is a really good team, and I think he knows he's going to have a really good team next year. They're going to try to bring as much of the band back as they can. Maybe minus Brian Rust and Kasperi Captain, and maybe another player or two. But you know, those players can be replaced in free agency, or you know, maybe up from some of the farm systems or something like that. Uh, Dominic says, "I think it is a good deal. I get that they could attempt to chase more talented options, but honestly, Jeff Carter fits that Pittsburgh mold. Has shown that he can play multiple roles as well. He doesn't always show up on the score sheet, but when he does, it's often a big one, playoff game or two. Yes." 100% man. And I'm glad that you said they could chase some more talented options because they absolutely can. I mean, you know, I think Jake Decker, 
Um, he had a good tweet tonight that which really showcased just how many um, free agents there are out there. If I can just find this here, um, real real quickly, um, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find this, but um, I'm gonna keep talking as well. But yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. You know, he has that Pittsburgh mold. He shows up in the playoffs. I mean, he honestly was one of their best players in the playoffs. I would say last year. I mean, he had a couple of goals. So um, I, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Um, now, if I can find this, we here. Okay, yeah. So Nachuskin, Ricard, Raquel, Ryan Strom, Nazem Kadri, Vincent Trocheck, Andre Burakovsky, Riley Smith, Nino Niederreiter, Max Domi, Andre Palat, Johnny Hockey, Tomas Hurdle, and Philip Forsberg. Yes, I understand those are a lot of big free agents. But, I mean, how many of those are going to sign back with their team versus how many are actually going to get to the open market? I, I think that's the big question we all should be asking, um, at least in my opinion. Um, Stacy says, I'm confused. That's my first thought. They have way too many people to extend. Yeah, I mean, I, I understand that sentiment from some of the fans. But And I know, Stacy, you know, you are probably one of the biggest Crystal Tang fans out there. I'm right there with you. I love his play this season. He's been incredible. Um, I still think he's going to be back next year. Um, once they announce his signing, I am adding you on Twitter. Um, you'll be the first person I will ask. Um, but um, I know they have other players to extend. I totally get that. It's very you know, it's solid reasoning, but they're 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 going to get to those at some point. You know, maybe it'll be by the end of the season. Maybe it'll be after the playoffs. Who knows? But they're probably going to start, start extension talks here really soon. Alan Sioder says, "I like it. I think I'm just surprised to see that. Just curious to see how." that impacts some of these other guys like Latang and Gino and Rust. Yeah, again, thank you. back back, you know, just what what I said just about 30 seconds ago, it's it, it it's it can only be good things for those players, except Brian Russ. I just don't think they're gonna have the cap room to do it. Gilbert the Goat says, I'm fine with it if the Penguins can move some contracts next year. You know, he he's in agreement with a couple of the other listeners. Yeah, Zucker, Matheson or Pedersen. Hopefully this means Malkin and Latang are willing to take a pay cut. I'd be more willing to say that Gino is going to take a pay cut over Latang. Um, that, that's just my opinion though. So, um, thank you all so much for sending those in. I, I love talking Jeff Carter and just, you know, what this means for the team moving forward. Um, I'm just glad that, you know, this topic has provided at least 19 minutes of podcasting time because, you know, they're, they're outside of like just previews and, you know, other stuff, you know, what, what, what was it? Again? I, I, I think I was like just losing my train of thought there, whatever. Um, but, you know, there wasn't going to be too much like newsy stuff today just because, you know, they practice and all of that. So I'm glad that the team was able to sign Jeff Carter. So, you know, I didn't have to pick my brain too much. I, I'm, I'm not going to openly say on here that there's nothing to talk about when there's always something to talk about with this team. They're never boring. But, you know, the Carter signing makes my job a lot easier. Um, that's for sure. But coming up in the next segment, we're going to do a, a full preview for the game against Seattle on Thursday. Plus, you know, maybe look to head to the Detroit game on Friday. Before we do that, though, BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. BetOnline remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action for 2022. It is a new year, and that means a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% off local bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. That is Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, welcome back here on this episode of the Locked On Penguins podcast. I'm your host, Hunter Hodes. You're going to follow me on Twitter at Hunter Hodes. Follow the show's Twitter at LRS for Penguins. So getting into the 
preview against Seattle. This team has just been down bad this year. Um, one of the worst teams in hockey. Uh, Philip Grubauer has given them some horrendous goaltending. Um, top line wise, Jordan Eberle, Penguin Killer. He scored in the earlier matchup. Old Penguin Jared McCann will make his return. I'm sure maybe he'll get a little nice little tribute video. And Marcus Johansson, Cal Crook with Yanni Gord and Mason Appleton on the second line. Jonas Donskoy, Alexander Wedberg, and Ryan Donato on the third line. Riley Shan on the fourth line, you know, with uh, Colin Blackwell and Kuhlman. And then, you know, Giordano with Larson, Vince Stein on the second pairing, and then Lausanne with Hayden Flurry. Um, you know, th- this team has just. This is how an expansion team, I should say, is supposed to look in their first year. And uh, they only only have 41% of the actual goals this year and 47% of the expected goals. That is horrendous. Um, 49% of the shot attempts at 5v5. They have a minus 33 goal differential. That is one of the worst marks in the league. Um, They are just, it's been a really bad time uh, for Seattle this year. Um, Say percentage-wise, say percentage on shots on goal their goaltenders only have an 887 combined save percentages here. If you want to look at really how bad Seattle is, that's the reason why. And they just gave Philip Grubauer that massive contract. Yikes. Yeah. Maybe they should have just not have done that because he, yeah, he, he's been downright horrendous this year. Um, you know, that's a team that they're probably going to be selling some spare parts of the deadline. I would not be surprised if Mark Giordano is on the move. Um, Adam Larson as well. Um, they only have 2.13 goals for per 60 this year. Their goals against is 3.1 almost. And that's not a good mark at all. Their expected goals for um, is 2.1 as well. Um, they, this is just a bad hockey team. Um, you know, they haven't just gotten consistent, you know, playmaking from their forwards. You know, their goaltending has been bad. Uh, I mean, obviously having Dave Haxtell, He's not a good coach. Let's just be real here. I don't know why Ron Francis decided to hire him, but he did. And, you know, he's paying the price for it right now. I also kind of think he bungled the expansion job. I know I touched on it in the first Seattle matchup, but for some reason, why would you not take a flyer on Vladimir Tarasenko? I mean, he's fully healthy and you knew he was, and now he's basically a point per game player with the Blues. Why would you not do that? It just... You know, it, it doesn't really make any sense. Obviously, the Carey Price situation, I mean, I think that the same thing would have happened had he been picked by um, Seattle out of Montreal. I hope he gets back um, ASAP with, with what he's doing with. But I just think, you know, he didn't pick the most talent, I think, um, for his team. And it's costing him big time this year. You know, this team is really bad. They're going to sell at the deadline, um, and rightfully so. Um, as well. Penguins will also get the Red Wings on Friday. Again, a team that they're kind of in freefall. Um, excuse me, tonight. Um, they okay, so it's 4-3. Now Chicago was just up 4-0 as I was recording this, and now it is 4-3. So um don't really know what's gonna happen there. The, the Sharks just took down the Capitals, that's huge. But you know, for Detroit, you know, they they I think exceeded expectations this year. They're 18 and 18 and six. Um but the biggest thing is they don't have enough high-end talent just yet to compete for a playoff spot. I think that's really the big thing here with Detroit. You know, I think the Jacob Verona injury is really hurting them. But, you know, Dedelkovic, that was a really shrewd move from Steve Eiserman. I think the Penguins are probably going to see him on Friday, rightfully so. He's been pretty good this year, um, I should say, for Detroit. Um, but you know, I'm just excited to see them. You know, Dylan Larkin, he's also really good. I mean, 
they they got a lot of kids on that blue line where it's like that team i think the best way to say it is that they're going to be good in a few years because Steve Eiserman is not going to let them be bad i don't think for very long and of course my text uh, thing goes off right at the end of this but you know defensively you know Sider on the top pairing. He's one of the best young defensemen, I think, in the sport. Um, I know they have Nick Letty and Mark Stahl. Probably not two good options, considering they're at the um, ends of their career. Um, but, you know, Pius Suter, he has 10 goals this year. Mason Raymond's been awesome. Nemestikov is there. Tyler Bertuzzi, Robbie Fabry, Philip Zadina might get um, a change of scenery, I think. Um, Adam Ernie. I'm looking actually who scored for Detroit tonight as well. I can just, just look to see that. Um, Lord here. Um, yeah, Fabry score. Bertuzzi, Bertuzzi's having a great year. Um, one of their leading scores, 20 goals. Um, I know that there's the, the obvious joke right there is that he's the only player that's not vaccinated. Um, not gonna fully get into that. I, I, I just, I'm not, we're not, we're not gonna go there, that to say the least. But, um, you know, this is still, I think, going to be a good game. And the Penguins have a really big opportunity here to continue to bank points. They are 17 points up on the Detroit, Detroit Red Wings right now. They're the, in the number nine spot in the East. So Pittsburgh basically has a spot lined up. It's all about, you know, what seed are they going to get? They're still only a point behind the Rangers right now. Washington lost tonight to the Sharks. That's huge. The Penguins still have one game in hand on them. So if the Penguins win tomorrow, they could potentially be six points up on the Capitals with two games in hand. That's huge. So the Penguins potentially can start to build a little bit of a cushion um, on Washington to make sure that they finish in the top three um, in the match. So there's obviously a big head-to-head matchup coming up next week in Pittsburgh when, when these two teams play. So I'm looking forward to that. But that'll do it for this episode of the Locked on Penguins podcast. Thank you all so much for listening. I really do appreciate it. We're back tomorrow night for a full game recap episode of the game against Seattle. Obviously, of course, no Brandon Tano, so he's not going to be able to get Maybe a small tribute, even though he was only in Pittsburgh for two seasons. Um, I'm wishing him the best in his recovery from a torn ACL. But, you know, we'll have to see if the Penguins can get their winning streak to seven and get see if Sid also gets closer to scoring goal number 500. As for the goalies as well, one more thing. I would expect to sniff on Thursday, Jari on Friday. But knowing Mike Sullivan, it's going to be the opposite. But that is where I stand on that and what I would do um, if I were Mike Sullivan. But again... That'll do it. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And I'm back on Thursday with another episode for this podcast. I'll talk to you all then.